Welcome to Working on Wellness, Health and Mind's bi-weekly wellness podcast where we discuss wellness through the lenses of mindfulness, mental health, nutrition, sleep, exercise, and healthy relationships. We are so excited you picked us to be with today as we talk about CBD. We'd like to remind you that you can learn more about the six tenets of wellness and how to get connected with us here at Health and Mind by clicking the link in the show notes. And my guest today is actually a personal friend of mine, um, somebody I, I really look up to in a lot of ways. Um, and I could have had him on for a number of topics, but in the last year or so, he's really, really gotten into CBD. So I'd like to introduce my buddy, David. David, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. We're happy you're with us. Would you give a, uh, myself and the listeners a little bit of your background when it comes to your involvement with CBD and what CBD is maybe? Um, so my involvement with, uh, CBD goes back probably I'm gonna say three years ago um when I first kind of learned about what it was um especially making the differentiation between CBD and THC hemp and marijuana um and basically just it it, coming from a, a background of using marijuana and feeling that uh there was something in it that I couldn't really explain at the time but feeling there was something very helpful or something very good for my overall well-being um, that I wasn't quite sure how to pin down. So going from that and then learning about what CBD was at that time and then realizing, oh, this is the thing that was great for me. Um, just kind of going from that, transitioning into that, that's kind of where the my involvement with it came from. Um, but uh, I've been working in a uh, CBD uh, hemp dispensary for the last, I'm going to say since June. So for about half a year now, um, I've been studying CBD for, I'm going to say since I first learned about it. So about two or three years now, uh, mostly through textbooks or just um, through the internet, but then also from just personal experimentation practicing different things, um, learning about new ways that it can help people, stuff like that. Um, so that's basically where my involvement with it comes from. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, so uh, CBD basically stands for cannabidiol. It's one of, I think, at least 100, maybe even somewhere around 150 different cannabinoids that are found in the cannabis plant. Um, these cannabinoids are responsible for a myriad of different things. Some are more major and then some are more minor. Um, CBD and THC are two of the major cannabinoids, the ones that most people are familiar with. Um, THC is basically a, um, a, uh, the hallucinogen. So it's the compound that gets you high when you smoke marijuana or, eat an edible with marijuana or something like that. And then CBD is more on the, in layman's terms, more on the medicinal side. So it carries a lot of the more medicinal properties such as anti-depression, anti-anxiety, anti-inflammation, um, things like that, primarily because it's a anti-psychotic. Um, so whereas THC basically because it's a hallucinogen, it kind of brings you up and brings you up and gives you that head buzz or however, however you experience that high. 
uh, CBD brings it down and makes you feel relaxed or takes away the anxiety or the pain or, um, or, or the insomnia that you, that people might be feeling. Um, so that's basically the differenti differentiation between those two. Um, with cannabis, I mean, you've got the cannabis plant, which is just the basic, like, it's just cannabis is what it is. And then you've got, from that, it stems into marijuana and hemp. Marijuana is, in most regards, high in THC, low in CBD, or moderate in CBD, whereas hemp is high in CBD and then low in THC or moderate in THC. So it really comes down to a ratio thing of if it's high CBD, it's more than likely hemp. If it's high THC, it's more than likely marijuana. Um, but yeah, that's basically just the differentiation between those two. Cool. Thanks for outlining all that. So the correct pronunciation is cabidinol? It's uh, cannab cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. Yes. Cannabidiol. Yes. And something that sprang to mind was, um, it, it sounds like when you smoke you know, marijuana, you get a little bit of the CBD and maybe a, a lot of the THC. And, and you said that the CBD you realized was the part of the smoking marijuana that you enjoyed. And now finding CBD in its concentrated form, um, I guess I'm curious about two different things. Like what's it like to take in such a high concentration of CBD versus like standard marijuana? And then I guess the other question is how does this work? What, why does it do what it does? Um, so it, so it does what it does. I'm just going to jump to that second question and then I'll backtrack. Okay. Um, so it does what it does because we have what's called an endocannabinoid system inside of our bodies. And this is a innate system that most vertebrates have, particularly mammals, but most vertebrates have an endocannabinoid system. Um, we basically evolved to have it since we developed spines and became vertebrates. Um, we, it, that system basically is responsible for bringing a state of homeostasis to the body. Um, and the way that CBD interacts with that or the way cannabis interacts with that in general is the different cannabinoids like THC or CBD or even others like CBC, CBG or their acidic forms interact with um, our endocannabinoid system in either very direct ways or very indirect ways. Um, we have what's called receptors in this endocannabinoid system. They're, um, they're uh, 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 C1 and C2, I might be misspeaking, but they're basically two types of receptors that are in different parts of our bodies that interact with our endocannabinoid system. And these systems basically these receptors basically get that endocannabinoid system to modulate other systems in our body. So we have, um, uh, oh, CB. So like CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. And they're still doing studies to see if there's CB3, CB4 and different types of receptors. Um, but basically these, this endocannabinoid system, because it's, because it's evolved in our bodies, it basically knows how to keep our bodies functioning on a optimum level, or at least on a state that we're in a, in a state of homeostasis. So this system knows when there, 
is something wrong with our body and how to bring it back to where it needs to be. For example, this system is responsible for modulating the immune system. And because it's an innate system inside of us, because it knows basically what cells need to be where, how the body needs to function, it um, can recognize a cancer cell because a cancer cell is basically just a cell pretending to be another cell and then spreading and then causing a, causing a ruckus. So this endocannabinoid system knows, hey, this cell doesn't need to be here. This isn't normal. And so it can go out of its way to actively find that and attack it or get the immune system to find it and attack it. Or um, modulating neuropathical uh, issues that might deal with emotions or deal with things like depression or anxiety, being able to recognize, hey, the brain is not uh, creating enough serotonin or dopamine that it needs to function. I'm going to, th this endocannabinoid system is basically going to modulate those systems and get the brain to create these chemicals on its own without necessarily putting those chemicals into it, if that makes sense. I may not have explained that very well. I, no, um, sense. I think it's just really incredible to hear all of that. It almost sounds unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's very it's it, it sounds very unbelievable. Um, when you get into the scientific part of it, it starts to make a lot more sense. I'm just kind of doing this in a blanket, like kind of layman's terms, um, just because I'm still learning about it. So I don't know everything about it. But actually, actually, Dave, what you were saying to me made a ton of sense. I think when I say unbelievable, I'm, I'm not really speaking so much from the scientific point of view, but more from the point of view as like you know, why, why doesn't the public just know this? Like, this sounds like incredible information for people to know about because it, it basically how you described it sounds like not a cure-all, but it would help people in so many different ways to, to use this. It definitely would. Um, there's a number of reasons why it's not uh, very accessible to the public or that it's not really talked about. Um, one main thing could just be the stigma about cannabis. I'd probably say that's more or less the largest thing is just there's a stigma about what cannabis is. Most people, when they think cannabis, they just think marijuana, think mm -hmm. getting high and that's it. That's the end all be all. Um, some people think medicinal marijuana and they kind of lump those two things together. Um, but going into the like, wellness properties of cannabis, um, not just the hallucinogenic, like, oh, I'm getting high apart, but the actual, this is a medicinal thing that I can use, not just like in the case of being uh, particularly ill, but in the case of just keeping yourself in a natural state of homeostasis. What I mean by that is saying like using CBD or, or cannabis in general, but particularly CBD or any of the other more medicinal uh, cannabinoids on a daily basis, regardless of whether you're ill or not, to keep yourself well and to keep yourself going on an optimal level. Um, so to, on, on that note, to backtrack to um, the, how I felt with my personal experience with it, um, just to go into like a little bit of a history. Uh, I started smoking marijuana right after high school, like going right into college. And um, I'm surprised I went through all of high school without smoking because I had so many friends who used it 
pretty regularly and I just didn't. But um, when I first smoked it, you know, I, you know, I got high, I was pretty high and I would use it occasionally after that, um, just here and there, like whenever I could just get my hands on or whenever I was with friends. And for me personally, it created this sense of anxiety in me. And I've had some theories on why that is possibly just because of the, the circumstance of doing it or the irregularity of doing it. Um, for example, you're high school or college student, you've never done it before. You're scared you're going to get caught. You're scared about the legality of it. You're scared about all these different things. And then you go into it with that mindset and then boom, you have crazy anxiety. Um, so at first, and I mean, that could be the case for anybody. At first, I thought that was the main reason. So I continued to use marijuana pretty frequently and infrequently and just like fluctuating um, throughout college. And it started to hit me that, you know, there's not much of a stigma behind this anymore. I'm not afraid of getting caught anymore. I'm not afraid of the legality of it. There's just something about this that's actually just making me feel anxious. And um, I, I was, but there was something else in it that made me feel, for lack of a better term, just feel overall good. It just helped me feel productive. It helped me feel like I could get something done if I'm like this. It puts me in this state of mind where I can, I can think more clearly despite the fact that I feel all this anxiety. And I was like, well, this is like a weird mixed bag. There's this weird, like, how am I this anxious, but also I have this weird sense of clarity. Um, so a couple of years go by and uh, a friend of mine told me about her mother using CBD because her mother had, uh, I believe Crohn's disease and was using it for that. And I didn't know what CBD was. I'd never heard of it before. Um, and I immediately started looking into it and didn't realize it was legal in Virginia. You could just go get CBD. Um, so then I started using, uh, capsules and like taking CBD capsules. And then eventually I found out about the place that I currently work at, um, cultivate wellness, shameless plug. And I, uh, found out that there were a myriad of ways that you could use this. And I remember when I first started using CBD, there was no high. So there was no anxiety. If anything, any anxiety that I had prior, just, it just melted away. Like I just had none anymore. And that allowed me to tackle other issues I was dealing with in terms of like my mental health, like depression, things like that, um, helping me with sleep, helping me sleep better at night, have a more peaceful sleep at night. Um, and then it helped me because my anxiety was gone. I was able to do more productive things without feeling the, the anxious freeze. That's the only way I can describe it where you're too anxious to get up to do something. So you just don't do it and then you feel bad and then you slip into depression because you're not getting anything done. Um, so long story short, uh, I basically felt this, this clarity with marijuana that was getting 
distracted by all the anxiety and the like fuzzy, foggy mindedness of being high, found that clarity in CBD without any of the fuzziness, without any of the, the fogginess. And because of that, it allowed me to do things that helped pull me into a better position with like my mental health, with um, a ton of different things, um, with exercise, with being able to just relax, um, just a myriad of things. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for giving the history on it and talking about, um, I don't know, the differences. And um, it was cool to hear that, especially because, you know, us being friends, we've, we've taken CBD together and had conversations after taking CBD. And it's like, it's really, to me, it's akin almost to like nicotine as far as the relax relaxation that you get from like smoking a cigar. Um, that's, that's what it, I think it's most similar like for me. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of where would be best for us to go next. Cause I mean, that's a really great overview. You, you spoke a little bit about how it's helped your mental health personally and how it sort of takes away anxiety um, and allows you to focus more. And then you talked about how that benefited your mental health. I, I can imagine mindfulness would, would be affected as well. And you, you talked briefly about exercise. Maybe we could go a little deeper into those specific elements of, of how CBD can help in those ways. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I noticed when um, I started using CBD was my attentiveness to my own body and my attentiveness to my own reactions to things. Um, I used to... I used to be very into not necessarily like bodybuilding, but like weightlifting. And um, I was not very aware of the wear and tear that my body was experiencing because of the weightlifting regimen that I had. Um, I would go to the gym at like late, late at night at like 11 o'clock or nine or 10 o'clock and work out to like two in the morning. And because of however I felt at that time, I couldn't recognize issues that my body was going through. Um, when I started using CBD, I specifically noticed my exercise uh, regimen and my attitude towards exercise changed pretty significantly. Hmm. Um, things that were that like painful things that I was kind of ignoring, they became more pronounced, but not in a negative way. I was just more aware of what my body was doing and how to correct myself in order to get the best out of whatever kind of workout I was doing. So for instance, let's say uh, before, beforehand, before I started using CBD, I would do squats, right? And I would just put plates on the, on the bar and just do squats and my knee would click and my knee would, would a lot. And I would just ignore it because I'm like, well, I got to get this weight up. So whatever, I'll just get over it. And then when I started using CBD, I started noticing how my muscles were opening and contracting as I was doing the exercise. I noticed how my posture was affecting the tension on my knees, as well as the tension on my ankles. I noticed how holding the bar on my shoulders, how I could readjust myself so that I could effectively do the squat without hearing that in my knees anymore and actually feel it in the muscles that I was working. So basically that was that I'm saying that that using CBD helped me understand that 
for lack of a better term, mind muscle connection that a lot of people talk about that, like bodybuilders talk about, everyone talks about, that's a real thing. And using CBD helped me understand how I can readjust myself so I can create a better sense of that. Um, And as a side note, it also helped me appreciate the idea of using slow repetitions, which increases that um, mind muscle connection. Um, And in terms of just like mindfulness in general, I just became much more aware of myself and my own thought process. Um, Because like I said, because CBD and your endocannabinoid system affects the neurological systems in your, in your, in your brain, neurological in your brain. Um, it can affect things like how you deal with depression, how you deal with your emotions, how you handle your emotions, and then how you interact with other people based on the emotions that you're feeling. Um, I definitely, before using CBD, would have periods of just I guess maybe not irrational, but I guess unjustified or irrational mood swings. Um, It would just be one day I am feeling great. Everything's good. And then just suddenly I would feel this just deep, just like, I guess, depression or sadness or self-loathing. And then the next day I would feel manic and I'd be like, oh, here, I'm just super happy or I'm or something happens to me and I get very angry and I don't know how to deal with it. Or I don't know how to process it. When I started using CBD, it helped me understand my reaction to things. And by understanding my reactions, I could control how my, maybe control the source or understand the source of the emotions I was feeling and then understand how to, um, process them and find a healthy outlet for them. Um, for instance, the, for instance, like when we talk the few times, you know, the times we've used CBD and we've talked and just kind of chit chatted the, when, when you're on it, when you use it, especially like when you're in a group with people or you're talking to somebody, all the, whatever social anxiety you might be feeling, even if it's with a close friend, because everyone feels something, even when they're with their close friend, it diminishes and you can start to really open up about things. You can really start to process how you're feeling about things. You can also think of things in a different perspective. You can also come at whatever you're feeling or whatever situation you're in from a different perspective, because you don't have the fogginess of everyday life or all the stresses you're dealing with in your life or at your job, whatever, a lot of that melts away. So now you can come at what you're dealing with from a clear, level-headed, more open-minded perspective. I think um, I can add to that. Um, it's just kind of number one, say that like I agree when I'm with people and I've smoked uh, CBD or um, you know drink the tea of CBD because there's a lot of different ways. That might be something to talk about as well, the different ways you can take CBD. Um, I just wanted to echo what you're saying. Like, it it seems to me like it's more of a, it's more of a mindfulness in the body that allows for you to be relaxed enough or in tune enough with yourself for that, all of these other benefits you're talking about to to come next. So you, you, you ingest the CBD, your body is having its endocannabinoid system turned on and things are starting to connect. And because of that, 
you might be aware of, oh, I got some energy in my shoulder. Maybe I need to relax that. But you also have the mind clarity of calming down. And so now you can have an emotion and think, okay, well, what's this coming from rather than reacting? So it sounds to me like if we had to pick one of the tenets of wellness that this fits mostly into, it's as if it starts with mindfulness, maybe. And then as a result of how much it affects mindfulness, all of these other areas are benefited as well. Definitely. Yes. I would definitely say that in, in terms of that, my, it's definitely a chain reaction um, because you're becoming more mindful because you can relax and you can dive down into more of what you're feeling in the moment and uh, feel it on a more profound level. It can affect other things too, like helping you with sleep or your insomnia because you're relaxed because whatever anxiety is keeping you up at night, now that's going away or you can become more aware of what's causing it. So then you can, I don't know, put down the phone or stop watching the news late at night or whatever and just go to sleep. Um, relationships, even if it's a positive or negative relationship or a circumstance you're going through, because you can be more mindful of yourself and be more relaxed and calm down from whatever that situation is, you can look at it from a more, I don't wanna say objective, but you can look at it from a more relaxed or more open-minded perspective and then possibly empathize whatever the issue is you're dealing with with that other person. Um, yeah. The thing with the mental health, like I said, it can help with different aspects of mental health, such as for me, which was depression. Um, mainly in the sense that because I became more mindful of how my reactions were and understanding that, hey, the main thing that's causing me to be depressed is anxiety, anxiety, which is preventing me from doing things to be more productive or better myself, which in turn makes me feel depressed because that anxiety is not eliminated. I can do the things I need to do, be more productive, be more aware of what I've had that clarity which makes me do things that make me feel less depressed. So a myriad of those different things, even with like, even with like nutrition, it can help with staving off cravings for unhealthy foods, like sugar. Like for instance, I, I love sugar. I know you love sugar. So mm -hmm. we, everyone loves sugar, but being able to calm down in the face of something that's like not necessarily healthy for you, but you see it, you want it, but you have your endocannabinoid system working. So you're not so anxious about getting it and you can just calm down and not go after it, if that makes sense. It does. Um, so about this endocannabinoid system, I, I kind of have like three questions <laughs> that are more that are more for the listeners than for me necessarily, because I already know CBD is for me. I've enjoyed using it. It's worked for me. But um, you're more of an expert. So I want to ask you, is CBD for everybody or does it just kind of work for some people? I personally would say it's for everyone. Everyone can do CBD. The thing is, everyone has an endocannabinoid system. Everyone, okay. every mm -hmm. single human being, every single, I don't want to say every single mammal, most mammals, pretty much most vertebrates have one. Some people respond to it differently than others in the sense that some people are more sensitive to it than other people are. A lot of things can play into that, whether it's your height, it could be your weight, it could be your metabolism, it can be 
your exposure to other cannabinoids, for instance, and everyone's different. So I can't like come up with a formula on how it's going to affect you. But in my experience, um, bigger people tend to need more as a baseline. Mm -hmm. um, people with fast metabolisms tend to need less. People who are um, shorter or more petite tend to not need as much as well. Um, people who use, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, you're good. I was, I was just gonna butt in there and ask, um, you, you're explaining that obviously different amounts are needed depending on these factors you're naming. I'm curious, is it a different effect that you get sort of regardless of the amount you take or does it like, for instance, marijuana, right? You, you discussed how that gave you a little bit of anxiety. Some people would tell you marijuana does nothing for them, but calm them down. Do people report different experiences using CBD as far as, yeah, the experience of it? Yeah. So it can be different for different people. Um, the thing with it is like, in most cases, the worst thing that can happen to you if you have too much CBD, let's say you do a, like, just to throw out a number, let's say you did 100 milligrams of CBD, which is a lot. <laughs> the, most people will probably just fall asleep immediately, or they might feel like a slight headache or something like that. But then some people will do 100 milligrams and they'll more or less function the same way. There's not much of a huge difference. So Dave, what, what I'm wondering is if I, if I took an appropriate, if anybody took an appropriate amount for their size, are there any adverse effects that could come from CBD? No, the worst, the worst effect that could happen to you in, in, I'm going to say nine out of 10 cases is sedation. You'll just feel really tired. The, the, that's the worst thing. The, uh, in terms of like what's appropriate for you, a lot of it's going to depend on the situation you're dealing with. So what's, appro it's, what's appropriate for you, there's, there's two factors. There's what's appropriate for you based on your physique or your constitution. Then there's what's appropriate for you based on the ailment you're dealing with or what circumstance you're dealing with. So in terms of that, what I'm saying is like, what, what I would take for anxiety right? I'm, I'm 6'2", about 180 something pounds, about 82 pounds. Nice. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> what I would take for anxiety would might be about 30 milligrams, right? 30 milligrams. But if I was taking it for pain, I would take about 50 or 60 milligrams. If I was taking it because I was severely sick, I might take anywhere about 80 to 90 milligrams. Or if I was recovering from a severe injury, I might take 80 or 90 milligrams. So that's where like the milligram debacle comes into and the method of taking it comes into. Um, but to basically answer your question, um, the worst effect that can happen to most people is they just feel sedated because you're just, your endocannabinoid system is just really working. Yeah. A lot of it's going to deal with experimentation. Like I can't tell, I can't tell you what your appropriate milligram is. You would have to try different ranges and understand it for yourself. Just like you can't tell someone the first time they ever use marijuana, how much they need to do to not feel 
too high, but not feel high enough. Like you have to try it in order to understand, okay, this is what I feel like on this. This is what I feel like on this. And this is what I feel like on this in terms of milligrams. But the difference between marijuana and CBD is that the CBD effects are homogenous. It just depends on how much you take. Whereas with marijuana, it seems to me as if people report all kinds of different effects for them. And some people have really adverse reactions and some people don't. It sounds like you're saying CBD is a different, different ball game altogether. It's, you know, the worst you're going to get is a headache from taking a ton of it, but more than likely you're going to get the effects that we've already discussed. And, and I think the, the worst you said was the, the headache or the uh, stagnation in the sleep. I want to pivot a little bit, if that's all right, to the ways in which someone can take CBD, because I understand there's a lot of ways to do that. There are a lot of ways. So, so far we've mentioned uh, smoking. So the different ways you use CBD are going to affect the bioavailability and the onset. So bioavailability just means like how much is your body actually using and how much of it is just being processed through your liver or is being excreted out and like when you use the restroom. And then the onset is just how fast is it going to kick in? So the... The fastest way to get CBD in your system and get the most bioavailability of it is a suppository. Um, the second fastest way to get it into your system is probably through a tincture. So what's a tincture? So a tincture is basically, basically a lozenge. So it's usually <laughs> in most cases, it's CBD oil that you would drop under your tongue and mm -hmm. let sit under your tongue for roughly 10 to 15 seconds, possibly 20, depending on how strong it is. And then it just absorbs through the glands underneath your tongue, goes into your bloodstream, bypasses your digestion, and it just stays in your system because it's just circulating in your body now. Um, there's also, um, so there's the suppository, there's the tincture, there is the edible route, um, which is basically gummies, chocolates, pretty much any food you can put in pretty much any kind of food, drinks, waters, um, basically anything edible or drinkable. There's smoking it, there's vaping it, there's um, patches, transdermal patches that you could put on your skin. There's topicals, which are like creams or lotions that you put on your skin. Um, in, in some cases, there's even like injections or like IV injections, things like that. That's very rare. I've never encountered that, but I'm assuming in like some hospital or, or medical uh, environments that might become, that's sort of a thing that they use. Um, so Dave, applying this to, let's say the average listener who either has tried CBD once or twice or is interested in getting into it, um, obviously there's a lot of factors that are going to affect what method would be best for that person, but you mentioned bio, um, availability. That seems like a really important factor. And then also, um, you know, the speed at which it, you know, starts to enact, um, what would you recommend people start with generally? So for most people, I would say it, it's, I hate to, I hate to, you, I hate to say it depends, but it kind of depends. For most people, though, if you're just using it just to see how you're going to react to it, 
-hmm. I would usually say start with a gummy or a type of edible. Mm -hmm. um, that way you can understand exactly how many milligrams you're getting. You can understand how your body's going to digest it. You can understand how much are you actually losing through the digestion. You can understand how your metabolism is going to process it. Basically saying, if you start with an edible, let's say you eat a gummy, you can understand, okay, I'm starting to feel the effects after 10 minutes, or I'm starting to feel the effects after 30 minutes, or I'm starting to feel the effects after five minutes. You can gauge how is your body metabolizing this? Is it fast? Is it slow? From there, you can understand, okay, this is how sensitive I am to this. This is how much I'm going to need, or this is how long my it's going to take for my body to recognize this. So in terms of the first time using it, I usually would, would recommend people try an edible. Um, and then it goes from there into, well, if you're dealing with, let's say, uh, a muscular issue or like pain or something like that in a very specific spot. So let's say you've got shoulder pain or like elbow pain or knee pain, then you can try a topical. So like a cream or a balm you put on that specific area, seeps through the skin, gets into the blood cell, into the bloodstream and goes from there. Um, or a patch or a transdermal patch, you could try that. Um, a lot of people uh, are introduced to CBD through oils, um, through the tinctures and things like that. Um, just so people are aware, the thing with tinctures are, tinctures are essentially meant to be used on a regular basis to keep your endocannabinoid system working on a pretty frequent level. Um, a lot of people come into the place I work and they're like, oh, I tried the tincture and it didn't do anything for me. Or, oh, I did it for like a couple days and it just wasn't doing much. Or I noticed a small effect, but not much. Doing the, a lot of it's going to depend on milligrams, how strong it is. If you're getting a very high concentration, like 50 milligrams or 30 milligrams or something like that, um, then you're going to, then you'll probably feel it the first time or at least the second time. Um, but if you're going into the low doses, like eight milligrams, 16 milligrams, possibly even 25 milligrams, well, 25 is like the average, but like under, under 25 you're probably not gonna feel much, especially if you're only doing it once or twice. So the thing with the tinctures is you do it every day over the course of a week, two weeks, three weeks, it keeps that system running, it stays in your body so that the ailment or the issue you're dealing with subsides over time and it stays out of your system longer. So uh, this is where the, the onset thing comes into play. Smoking has the fastest onset. When you smoke CBD, just like when you smoke marijuana, you feel it immediately, like within 10 seconds, you're going to feel it, but it's going to come out of your system after about an hour or two hours or something like that. Um, the edible, like I said, can kick in 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just depending on how fast you metabolize it. The tincture can kick in pretty quickly after like maybe, oh, go ahead. Yeah, um, I really liked how you just talked about how the smoking one is immediate and then lasts for like an hour to two hours. If you have, if you know, I would love to know that information for all of them. So you said the gummies um, can take like, what was it, like 15 minutes or 10, 15 minutes? How long would they last once you? Uh... Oh, oh, so they would last, a gummy can last, uh, 
it's going to depend on the concentration. A high concentration could last anywhere up to like four to six hours. And it also depends on how, excuse me, excuse me. It also depends on how um, your body metabolizes it. Uh, I have people with a fast metabolism are going to run through it pretty quickly because their body's using it super quickly and then it's out. So people with a slower metabolism is probably going to stay in your system a bit longer. Um, also, the amount of milligrams you do is going to affect that too. If you're doing a very high dose, it's going to stay in your body for a pretty long period of time. If you're doing a low dose, it's not going to stay in there super long. Um, so then the uh, tinctures can last, kicks in, uh, I think I said kicks in around 10 minutes, five minutes, because it's going straight into your bloodstream. It can last anywhere from six to eight hours. So it can last a whole day. It can yeah. last even longer if you're doing it on a regular basis because now it's just circulating through your body perpetually. Um, the uh, topicals, like putting a cream or a lotion or a transdermal patch, probably kick in after about 10 minutes or so. And the lotion or the cream will probably last for as long as it, I'm going to say six hours possibly four to six hours. The okay. patch, if you get any type of patch, a good patch, those can last days sometimes. So that can last anywhere from 24 to possibly 36 hours, just depending on the type of patch you get and how powerful it is, um, or just how much CBD is actually in it. Um, the, let me think of the other uh, methods. You can skip the suppository. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, ah. um, yeah, so that's just basically most of the typical methods. That's how the, the like bioavailability and onset is. Mm -hmm. um, it really just kind of takes a little bit of experimentation and also just understanding, do you want immediate relief? Do you want it like super fast? Or do you want something that's going to stay in your system and just keep keep you on that state of homeostasis for a long period of time versus do you want like quick relief right now and there's nothing wrong with doing both there's plenty of people who do a tincture and do the edibles as needed i've got a question forming and it's pretty inarticulate but i'm going to try to throw it out there i think about eating broccoli i think about exercise i think about getting good sleep I think about meditation all all ways that we can just boost our quality of life, you know, our, our mental clarity, all of that. It sounds like CBD falls in that category more than here's a prescription because, you know, um, you're sick, this is going to help you recover, or you've got depression, here's an antidepressant. It, it seems like it's sort of floating in this space in between, but maybe more to like the first things I was mentioning, more of those habitual sort of life improvement things that, you know, we should do as habits versus here's a cure for something you've got going on. Um, is that a fair characterization? How would you slice that up? So I, I would slice that in that it's definitely more of the former that you mentioned. It's definitely something that's more you can use as just a regular part of your daily regimen or diet or anything like that. Um, mainly because it's, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not, you know, a medical expert, but 
from my perspective, it's not something, it's not like a pharmaceutical that is just putting a chemical into your brain and having your brain have to deal with it or having your body have to metabolize it on its own or understand how to utilize it on its own. Because you have that endocannabinoid system in your body innately, it's just in there. All CBD does or all THC does or all the whatever cannabinoid you're taking in does is get your body to essentially fix itself. So it's not, uh, it's not to say it's getting, it's not to say that it's putting something in your body that's going to fix it. It's something that's going to basically, for lack of a better term, police your body into fixing itself. And I would say because of that, it's different from something like a pharmaceutical. I would still definitely consider it medicine because it can help with ailments, but that fixing the ailment is going to be your body fixing the ailment. It's just going to invigorate your body to fix itself as opposed to here's just some serotonin and dopamine or whatever that we're going to put in your brain or put in your body. And obviously that's a gross generalization of pharmaceuticals, but here's this chemical we're going to put in your body so that hopefully your body will know what to do with it and use it appropriately, as opposed to here's a chemical that your body already kind of makes, already knows what to do with, and it's not going to fix the issue necessarily, but it's going to get your body to fix itself. Something I like about it with regards to this whole difference between a pharmaceutical is that as far as I understand, a pharmaceutical goes in and it'll increase the production of, say, serotonin um, in someone's brain. This is different in that it goes in and it sort of assesses the body, everything in the body. And then from that will attack a cancer cell, as you say, which really mind blowing, or it will bring attention to that mind body awareness when you're working out or like some pain in your shoulder, your knee or whatever. Um, like I said, man, it's, it's just, I think you said it, there's a stigma around marijuana. Um, you know, you, you know, I myself still have some semblance of a stigma and I've smoked it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm in a society now where it's legal, but growing up, it was so demonized in my elementary school, middle school, and high school, that when I hear about CBD, and I know it has a connection to marijuana in the form of that they both come from the same plant, um, that that stigma is still there. But then you hear all these benefits, and you experience the benefits. And um, I don't know, Dave, I'm just, I guess I'm thankful that you, you were willing to come on today and explain some of this to people, uh, for people willing to, to listen and hear you out and maybe go and try it themselves. I think it's, I think it might be helpful to a lot of people. So um, I guess, thank you. Um, And then also, I was curious if you had any sort of uh, final words to any of the listeners about where they can find it, where you'd recommend, or um, if they have any sort of hesitancies, um, why maybe they shouldn't or or why that's fair. And, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know what you want to say to the listeners, but I'll I'll pass it to you. Um, So I just want to let people know um, that you can always come to Cultivate Wellness. Uh, we have two, no, two locations, Midlothian and uh, Greengate out in Henrico. Um, there's also a lot of different places that sell CBD. There's people who are CBD experts who can um, explain it to you. Um, also, you can just research it yourself. If you don't believe anything that I'm saying or you don't believe anything that anyone is saying, you can always just go online and look it up. This stuff is out there. Um, the information is pretty readily available. Um, 
and you can just kind of get testimonies of other people who have used it or testimonies of people online or anything like that. Um, one thing about it though, is the, the cannabis industry, especially, you know, where we live in Virginia is, is kind of booming because of new laws and regulations and things like that. Because of that, it can be tricky to get reliable information or get reliable product. So that's why I encourage people to definitely do research before you try it. Um, just because your friend is like, hey, yo, try this thing. It's, it's really great. Cool. Look up who the company is, though. What kind of uh, uh, ingredients are they putting in the tincture or the edibles that they make? Where are they getting it from? How many milligrams is it? And understanding that is a huge component just because it's legal, but it's not necessarily regulated. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, there's, especially online, there's a lot of places that will tell you it will do this or it'll do that, but it doesn't necessarily do that. Um, the other thing too is uh, you get what you pay for when it comes to CBD, THC, pretty much anything really. You get what you pay for. So if you're paying $15 for this tincture that says it's 750 milligrams, no good tincture is going to be $15 for 750 milligrams. Like really consider that what you're paying, you're paying for what you get, you get what you pay for. Um, also, the other thing, the last thing I really want to touch on is just another, like just kind of forewarning. Um, more cannabinoids are becoming more prominent um, because we have more research and more studies on cannabis in general. A lot of that studies, those studies have been halted for years and years and years since like the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, it just stopped. So now we're starting to catch up on what information is out there, um, which basically means new cannabinoids are being found. Um, because of that, and because there's no real regulation around it, be careful about what you're getting and what the effect is going to be. For instance, there's a very a new thing called uh, Delta-8, which is very popular in Virginia right now, uh, or Richmond, I should say. Is that different uh -huh. than Delta-9, or is that the same thing? So it's different. So Delta-9 is your typical THC that you would find in marijuana. Mm -hmm. Delta-8 is a small variant of Delta-9, very small, that has basically been detached from that compound. So it's a compound that's taken away from Delta-9. And because Delta-9 is, well, it's legal now, but it's not legal um, recreationally or, or uh, are in retail settings, Delta-8 is the big like new high because it does technically get you high but not on the same level as Delta-9 is. So a lot of people are chasing this new thing. It's new, it's legal, you can get it, but be careful about where you're getting it from. Be careful about, you know, you go into this gas station in the middle of nowhere and they're talking about, yo, we got this Delta-8 or we got the CBD and you look at it and you're like, what is this? Where is this coming from? And the guy behind the counter is like, I don't know, just, just try it. Like, be careful of that just because it's new and it's legal and it's great. Be careful about where you're getting it from. Um, 
But all those forewarnings aside, I think it's something that everyone should try. Um, it's the information's out there. Uh, it's really improved my life. It's improved the lives of everyone that I've gotten to try it, even on a, whether it's habitual or just recreational or occasional, it's a really great thing. So. Thanks again, Dave, for being on. And, and one final thing I'll add, because you, you just, you basically described a situation I had once. Um, I was at a party and um, I, at this point in my life, I was not smoking marijuana, but I did like CBD. I thought that, that was cool. I had done it with you once or twice and I enjoyed it. And somebody broke out some CBD that they got from a gas station. And I didn't know it was from a gas station until we smoked it. Mm. Took a puff of it. Um, my palms immediately started sweating. My heart started racing. Um, worse anxiety than I've ever had from marijuana. I just couldn't believe how I felt. It was awful, awful, awful. Mm. Um, luckily, it didn't last super long. I took one puff and I could feel it. And I was like, oh, I'm done with that. Um, but yeah, it, I found, I asked, I was like, where'd you get this? And he's like, oh, I got it at a gas station for, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, so, so that, that experience was terrifying. And I think when you found Cultivate Wellness, you began working there. I came in to visit once and I, and, and to plug Cultivate again, I was blown away by the amount of research that they not only had, but would show you. And they had a binder accessible where you could look through all of the ingredients and what everything does. And furthermore, if you ask anybody that works there, they can tell you where the plants come from, how they're produced and how it differs from some of these other kind of gas station. I, I we keep picking on gas stations, but that's, that seems to be where you can find it. Um, maybe convenience stores. I don't know where else they sell it, but mm -hmm. cultivate wellness is a place where the people there are there because they love the product. They um, believe in it and they're there to help you get the best out of it. So cultivate wellness is a place Dave works uh, two locations. As he mentioned, another thing about Dave, he's an artist. Uh, if you're, if you're getting a clip of this video podcast, you might see some art behind you behind Dave. Um, he's done artwork for me. He's done artwork for other friends. He's got his own Instagram. You can follow art by Dave 93 on Instagram to check him out. Um, David, thanks again for being on and, and thank you. Wow. Community for following us. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify or Google podcast for more episodes and, uh, for any questions, comments, or concerns, email us at intern at healthandmind.net. Lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook as well at H I M R V A that's H I M R V A. And in all you do keep your health in mind. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye.